Hey guys, welcome to episode four of Unconscious Alignment. My name is Steve Owens. And today's episode, I want to talk about um, ego death. Uh, what is ego death? Um, can it happen? Can you kill off your ego so you can uh, start living a life that you want that maybe the ego has held you back from for many years? Um, this is important uh, on many aspects if it's something you're looking for in terms of uh, thinking outside of what the ego has given you over the last amount of years. For me, it was a big thing because I knew that my ego was holding me back from truly becoming the person I wanted to be and my purpose uh, in, in my life. Um, so basically, um, what is the ego? The ego is kind of the identity uh, that's been constructed in our life um, from the day we were born, right? So we have this personality. Maybe it's been developed through um, what abilities we have, our talents, the relationships we've experienced, and just life experiences in general. And it's very protective of us as, as human beings. Uh, it's been this engraved into our minds and unconscious mind for generations and generations. Um, you know, to say who I am, uh, the question gets asked always, who are you? Like, um, you know, and a lot of times that it's, I am something, you know, I am good at basketball. I am bad at science. Um, those kind of, uh, that language is developed from the ego and it tells us that there is no gray. You are this or you are that. So although it's um, important in the early stages in development in our late teens, early 20s, up to, you know, uh, early mid 30s, um, it, it creates our identity in the world and then we become that, that identity. Um, you know, when I, for my own personal experience in the ego uh, what it meant for me is is I when I needed to find a new way to change my work schedule, I was working 12, 16-hour shifts, midnights, days, back and forth when I was working uh, for the Department of Energy. Um, I needed to come up with a new schedule where I was home every night. I had full custody of my son. He was of a young age, and I just didn't feel comfortable with him staying Um away from me all this time um, during the months. So what I did was I started looking for what could I do. And, and so I went back to school, started work at, working on my bachelor's degree, trying to think of what job could I get to fill in that 40, okay? The 40 hours a week and I could be home every night. And then that's kind of the process when I, I, I met up with another individual and we started a gym called CrossFit Knoxville. Now, this gym was started, I had never... Um, trained anybody in working out. I've never, it's just something my ego allowed me to do because my ego over the years through my military service, through working for the police department, um, and then being part of the special response team, like I had a confidence level about me um, that allowed me to take on something and knew that I could accomplish it. So when I opened, and when we opened the CrossFit gym, um, it was basically, I had done CrossFit personally 
for six months. And then I just completely consumed CrossFit and taught myself everything I possibly could to coach other other athletes and people as they come in. So that ego served me so well in doing that. It gave me the confidence to know that, hey, you can take something you don't know and just totally give yourself everything and you can you can learn and do it. And I did that. And we were able to create a very successful gym, open multiple locations and and, and start teaching people how to become fit, healthy. And I had no prior background in that industry at all. So the ego really was able to get me there. Now, in saying that, if something's not truly in your heart or if it's not something that you're truly passionate about, then over time that fades. And I believe me, like I was passionate about helping people while I was in it. The fact that, you know, I'm out of it now, I miss the people the most. I miss the, the relationships and that were built. I miss that part the most. But at the time, the ego is what got me there because I needed to be home every night for my son who I had full custody of. And so it helped me. But it also hindered me because the ego was dictating my life and I wasn't following what I was passionate about. So if that makes sense about what the ego can do for you, but if you haven't figured out your true passion, and like, let's just say for an example, you got out of high school and you became an, a, an accountant or you became um, a real estate agent, but you're just not satisfied with that. Same thing like my situation. Your ego got you there. It got you in that level uh, of comfort. You're financially secure. You, but you're just, you go to work every day and you're miserable. And, and you just don't enjoy it no more. Because it's not truly what you were meant to do uh, while you're on this earth. So an ego death is when you allow that ego to kind of just collapse and it is very, uh, it's, it, the experience in itself is it's very beautiful, but also terrifying in the same sense. Um, it, it really depends on how ready you are um, to let that, let, let your identity go. Like you, you let your identity completely go when there's an ego death. And for some people, that is very, very terrifying because that's how they define themselves their entire life. Like the people that only knew me from the time they walked in the CrossFit door, they knew me as Steve Owens, the CrossFit coach slash co-owner of the gym. And that's all they only knew me as. If they only saw me for that one hour a day, five days a week, that's who I was, right? That's who I was to them 100% of the time. If they saw me outside at the grocery store, that's who I was, okay? But who is that who I was as a person? no. That's who they saw me as. That was my identity. And a lot of times that can, having that identity, um, that you, you take it on as that's who you are because that's who everyone sees you as. Is if every time you go out in public or you come across someone and, and oh, hey, hey, I got a question about, you know, hey, about my squat. And of course that is who you are, but if that's not, it's not who you are if you're not 100% comfortable being that person. And you have to let 
that ego, that identity walk away. And it is scary because you've just lost everything that your ego has built up for you over the years. You now have zero identity. But the good thing is, is that now your true, true person, your true soul, your unconscious, subconscious mind will awaken and you'll become who you are. Why are you here? What is your purpose? What are you supposed to do? And this is what we kind of call the spiritual awakening. Um, and, and so in the beginning, um, it's super exciting, but then you have to start exploring other options. You have to start identifying and, and, and seeing things that you connect with through your, through your mind, through your soul, your body, that help you start moving away from your ego into who you truly are. And so now you're going to have to start experiencing things you've never experienced before to get things, emotions that you never had before. And so for most of us, that's very hard in the beginning because we're on autopilot. There's a, there's a certain level of comfort that comes with, with the ego. It's bought us this comfort. It had to. It's a survival technique, right? But now we got to branch out and let that go, okay? And then when you start letting that go, you start having this soul awakening growth, okay? And this can take months up to years. And, and having this, it, it, it's really developed in the beginning through meditation. Simple five minutes, 10 minutes a day of meditation, of having conversations with yourself. And, and, and there'll be days when your ego will sneak back in because you want to feel good. It's not great in the beginning. Like you're having these truthful conversations with yourself. You're, you're getting in a place of complete silence. You're closing your eyes and you're talking to yourself. You're asking questions of yourself. In the beginning, there's very simple questions. Just like if you were to go on a first date or on a blind date and you're sitting across the table from that person, the first thing you're going to ask are very generic questions. Like what's your, what's your favorite color? Like these are questions that are establishing a foundation of the relationship with the person you're across to see if you want to continue that relationship and, and, and even develop a connection. And as that moves along, let's say you go on a second date, a third date, you start to learn more about that person and the conversation gets deeper. Well, that's what you do with yourself. And so when you first start, you ask yourself simple questions, you answer those questions in your mind and you start digging deeper into your subconscious and unconscious mind because that is where those answers are going to come from. Now, a lot of them will come from your ego and you have to identify that those questions are, or those answers are coming from your ego, meaning that these answers are coming from past experiences, not truly within my spirit and soul. And you have to identify that. You have to identify, well, what example, if I ask myself, what is your favorite color? And I say to myself, my favorite color is green. Well, if I can identify that my favorite color is green, because back when I was 15 years old, I was dating a girl and her favorite color was green. And so it just automatically became my favorite color. If I can identify that, right, that is a ch positive check mark to say, wait, is that really my favorite color? Like once again, these are simplistic questions. But when you start cracking that code and getting that out of your ego and start developing it for yourself, you move beyond just your experiences and you can move deeper into the mind. And you really have to surrender this. And surrender is such a, a key word 
that you surrender everything that's not a part of you that you've brought along with you, kind of like you've been collecting all this baggage, you've been collecting all these things. Um, you know, it's kind of like they talk a lot of, or you know, the big thing is minimalism. How you, how you've been, you know, the average home has three hundred thousand things in it, and you know, you some of the things you don't touch for years, like. You can declutter your mind of this ego and start cleaning it up because you only have so much energy you can give on a daily basis and that energy should be focused on the things that matter the most. Your groups, your groups, your, who you surround yourself with should be small so you can devote the energy to the ones you love. And all this is plays part on letting go of the ego die, crush it out, and start developing that awareness in your soul. And of course, you know, once you understand and you, you get to the point and in, 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 in you feel like the truth is now within you, then that can is going to be your identity. It may not be and it shouldn't be attached to what you do to support yourself financially. It should be attached to who you are as a person and what you want to provide to the world, what may brings you joy, not just happiness. Happiness is a byproduct of what you do within your own life. So, of course, there's a lot of positives and negatives that come with it, uh, with the ego death. But you, you, you'll change the way I promise the way you view the view the world when you let your ego die and start truly experiencing who you are, and people will see you for truly who you are and not identify with what you are at the current moment in your life. I was a CrossFit coach slash owner to so many people because that was who they saw every day and only day when they come to it. That was not who I was as a person. Just like when I was a police officer, that's who people saw me when their only interaction was with me there. But if you let the ego die and become who you truly want to be, that experience alone will bring you so much more joy and life is finite in the sense that it's going to end at some point for us, at least our time as who we are right now. And we need to find as much joy out of it as we can. Thanks for listening, guys. I appreciate you, I, I love that you listen and please share any comments, questions, anything you have for me. I'd love to hear it. Thank you.